Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. You know what time it is. It is the Daily Boys are in the house. And you know that means it is Wednesday Wrestling Daily. SP3 is flanking your boy. How are you doing, my man? How was that birthday? It was great. Uh, I had a great time with my family. I, I am SP33 uh, <laughs> years old now. And yeah, the family made me feel special. I even had to, uh, for my wife, wear this shirt. She knows I'm a Ronda Rousey fan, so she got me this shirt because she well, is, she is one of the best trolls in uh, wrestling. So I, I love her for it, and yeah, she got me a Kenny Omega cake. It was a great it was a great day, and then I got to share the screen with Harlem and you guys on Wrestling Daily. So it was everything I could imagine. Beautiful children you have, my friends. You're a very lucky man. Um, Thank you. How old well, is she? How old is she now? The twins, right? Yes, they are both uh, one years old, about, I would say, 14 months because their birthday's in March. So, yeah, yeah, it's it's it, their beauty comes strictly from my my wife, my lady, not from me. Maybe yeah. the smile. I saw I saw a couple of people saying that she has my smile. Maybe that's it. I'm the same, man. They are like dead ringers for my missus, but that's fine. Like, that's the best case scenario, uh, in my opinion. So, yeah, congratulations, man. Sounds like a good day was had. I'm delighted for you. I saw you getting the love on Twitter. Richly deserved. Thank and now you. I have you here in my, my clutches on Wrestling Daily. The Devon to my bubba. He is here in the house. Um, man, we have got some stuff to talk about. <laughs> what a day. Some stuff has happened. So, like, the reason we're a little bit late, apologies, it's all my fault. Um, I had my – so, in England, stuff opened up again today, Monday. So, I took my children to soft play um and that naturally overrun so then i was literally racing against time i wolfed my dinner down and jumped on and then i looked at twitter and i was like oh i've missed a lot um Sean Rossap has been right on top of everything. If you have any opinions guys that you want to share with us for the show regarding the news today or anything else wrestletalk.com forward slash wrestling daily get it to the mud mother and she will give it to us and we'll read it out on screen. Um, so, yes, delightful stuff. You can have your say. But right now, let us feed your intellect. Let us give you the goods and tell you what's been going down. I want to start off with AEW, right? I feel like that's big news today, SB3. Tell the people how AEW, it looks like, are being more and more trusted by their network. Yes, AEW announced today, Tony Khan to be exact, on uh, Busted Open Radio, that AEW will AEW Dynamite will be moving to TBS starting in January of 2022. He also officially announced the long rumored, the long talked about third hour of television on Turner uh, to be called AEW Rampage will debut on August 13th on TNT. Uh, on Friday at 10 p.m. So it won't conflict with SmackDown. It'll be following uh, SmackDown over on Fox. And both of those shows, Dynamite and Rampage, are moving over to TBS in 2022. Outside of that, he also announced that AEW will still have a presence on TNT as they will have four annual uh, by basically yeah, quarterly specials similar to Saturday night's main event or WCW clash of the champions. I think that this is 
by and far an upgrade because not only with the move to TBS are they making more money in a restructured deal, they're making more money for the third hour of television. And it really just tells you that Turner really values them because this was the best case scenario with Water Media picking up the rights to the NHL. A lot of people were, you know, worried that this would cause a lot of issues with AEW being on TNT. Yes, they are moving networks, but TBS has more is available in more homes, over 1 million different homes uh, outside of uh, TNT. So all in all, this is an upgrade and positive news for AEW. But don't tell that to the anti-AEW nation on social media. Uh, you can't tell them nothing, SB3. I mean, like... That, that was the thing that most people were like, oh, they're being moved to TBS, so that's a downgrade. But, I mean, we had this discussion a few weeks back, right, I believe, as TNT were trying to acquire some sporting rights and we were wondering how it was all going to fit. I think it was – was it the NHL we were thinking about at this time? Yes. And uh, and so this makes the world of sense. Um, doesn't really harm them at all. They've already built up their following. Another hour of television is almost like – you know, it seems like almost a reward for, you know, yeah, we're moving you, but look how great you've been doing. There's another hour. Um, AEW, man, you look at their their weekly fill-out with Dark, Elevation, Dynamite, now Rampage. Then you got some specials on top of that. It can only be a good thing. Um, and, I, yeah, I, I, I don't see how this could be possibly construed as a bad move. Um, AEW, by all accounts, in my opinion, are on the way up. Yeah, I mean, there, there will be weeks about, wait, it's pretty much, what, eight months out of the year that we're going to get five nights of AEW because we're going to get AEW, AEW Dark Elevation on Monday. We're going to get AEW Dark on, on Tuesday. Then you got AEW Dynamite on Wednesday. And Wednesday is still the only night that only has one wrestling show on it. <laughs> so that that's also a good thing. And then you got AEW Rampage on Friday. And then, like we said, four annual specials that are going to be on TNT on a different night completely. It won't be like, I know a lot of people were confused. They were like, oh, I thought they already do uh, specials. No, those specials are Dynamite episodes. These are going to be standalone specials on TNT outside of Dynamite. Fest, things like that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. exactly. And then, you know, we got the pay-per-views. So you got... Four pay-per-views a year, four annual specials. This is all good news for AEW. At the end of the day, most of all, it's more money for AEW. I just yep. don't understand the anti-AEW uh, nation out there. Well, it you understand a- it, but you don't. You know, you can't compute, right? Like because yes. they just don't want to to accept that there's this company is doing pretty well. And like you know, whatever, uh, everything is subjective in wrestling. I'm a biggest proponent of that than anyone else sure right you know you like something and i don't like it or vice versa doesn't matter to me whatever you like right um but i think it's undeniable to look at it objectively and say AEW aren't expanding and growing they clearly are the ratings have shown that for the past few months and now they're being rewarded like this as you say more money involved and um Kish and Emma said, well, too much content can be bad, like shown in WWE. The thing is, though, with Dark and Elevation, typically speaking, that is kind of like almost the extensive parts of their roster, right? The people yeah. who they either bring in and showcase or, you know, and yeah, they do have a big name or two on there every now and again for obvious reasons. A bit like, I don't know, Sunday Night Heat was once upon a time. You might yeah. get, you know, a rock promo or whatever, but at the end of the day, you'd still see the quote-unquote uh, less showcase talent on there. So... I don't think um, Dark and Elevation, I think, do their job fine. I don't overly consume them, right? But I would, Dynamite is like a not, you know, I won't miss. And uh, and, and Rampage, I guess, would would be the same for me, you know, just an easy hour. Uh, I don't don't think AEW, I think they've done a great job thus far. They don't get on, they're in their own way with the content they've done. Then I would trust that they would do the same here. Should mean more for the women. They've got a million tag teams, like, there is enough time to go around here. As long as they don't have a show that is actually three hours, 
I'm cool. <laughs> Absolutely. Like at the end of the day, it's still just three hours on uh, network television. And I view it similar to the the golden age of like WWE when it was like you had your Monday Night Raw, which would be Dynamite. You had your SmackDown, which would now be Rampage. And then you had Velocity and Sunday Night Heat, which is dark and elevation. Like that's, yeah, that's, that's what it is. What's the other one they had? Was it, was it jacked? I want to say it was uh, jacked. You you had jacked. You had shotgun Saturday night. You had uh, superstars. Uh, If you, if you want to go more old school, there was wrestling challenge. Like Mm. they're, they're, they've always had. Basically that is what main event is today. Yes. What those shows were. Yes. And no one watches main event. I don't, I'm an AEW fan. I don't really watch uh, Elevation or Dark unless someone tells me, oh, you got to see this. I, I, I got to watch something. Those are, and I kind of pick and choose of what Very I good like. Point. Metal. Metal was a good one. Metal well, was another good, a good one. name. <laughs> I mean, Sunday, Sunday Night Heat is like the OG to me. They used to lead yeah. into pay per views. It was great in its pomp. And then it just went, um, you know, as Vince does when he forgets about things. Yeah. Um, Abdan Everdale makes a great point here. AEW doesn't show the same match eight weeks in a row. You can't get stale when you rotate your product. And they do that magnificently well. They really yeah. do. I think there was, um, they had a rematch. I can't remember how long ago or how many weeks there was between it, but I remember the stat coming out saying like, this is literally like the first time they've, they've done it in however long. And it was just like, they are so good at moving things along and making sure like WWE, for some reason, one of their formulaic things is if you're in a feud, you're going to face each other a ton of times. And I don't know why that is. Um, that's not really how it was back in the day. No. So no, I don't I don't know how we've got there, but nonetheless, um, that that is one thing I do think AW should be applauded for. You know, to, to kind of tie a bow on this, it's great news for them, great news for wrestling, right? Things wrestling is more valuable. AEW's growth is so great to see. They have done this in like 18 months worth of TV. Yeah. That is staggering. Right. When you think about it, and I'm not drawing like direct parallels because that's unfair. But, you know, SmackDown took six years to arrive after Raw. Um, And Raw was like a phenomenon, obviously, at this time. But it took a while to get on this thing. I think AEW are being rewarded by the network um, for for all the great work they've done thus far. They continue to grow. If You'd be super encouraged if you were the home of AEW and you were looking at the progress they've making. So I'm happy about it, right? I don't know... What the detractors could possibly find wrong, if someone wants to alert me to what they could, they, they, you know, let me know. Let me know. What I've heard is, oh, it's a downgrade to go from TNT to TBS, but those people don't understand that TBS is available in more homes than TNT. Um, I've also seen, uh, oh, it's becoming like WCW, but WCW had a three-hour Nitro and then added two hours of Thunder. It wasn't two-hour show adding another hour of television on a different night. I've also seen people who are misreading the press release and thinking that AEW is being moved to Fridays. It's it's a lot of it's it, the people that are detracting from it. I think don't understand it or are not do not have enough information to formulate a proper analysis of what happened. I think the people that have gone out and say they're happy. I see our good brother uh, Joe Hilbert. He's just happy that Clash of Champions lives. Like that's that was the biggest thing for me. Like I was like, yeah, it's Clash of the Champions Saturday night's main event. Those were like my two mainstays. Like I remember Clash of the Champions being so excited. I was more excited for Clash of the Champions than WCW Saturday night. All the weekly stuff, I was always looking forward to Clash of the Champions because I couldn't get the pay-per-views at, when I was like four or five years old. So Clash of the Champions was my was my bean right there in WCW. That was my thing. Saturday night's main event for WWE when I was a kid was like the big biggest thing i remember one of the first saturday night's main events that i watched was Shawn michaels beating british bulldog for the intercontinental title and if Mm. you get similar stuff like that great moments big title changes this is going to be nothing but a positive one of the big faults or my pet peeves of aew dynamite is that it's just too much happens and that the roster is just ridiculously stacked and ridiculously so many people like they have like i think there was a statistic a couple of weeks ago that they use like 70 or 80 people on one episode of dynamite now with rampage being there on network television you can you can have just maybe 40 or 50 on dynamite and then put the other 30 or so on rampage this you've got time you've got time to let SCU have a hug 
right? Exactly. You can, you can let things breathe because you're not trying to screw it all into one TV show. I, I completely agree with that. Like, I, I think when you look at AEW's roster and the talent they've got right now, and, you know, I mean, that's kind of one of the things I love about Dynamite, right, is that it's so uh, fast-paced and, like, everything's yeah. happening because I love that. It does remind me of, like, the Raw I fell in love with where it just you couldn't, if you, you know, if you weren't watching, it was, oh, what am I going to miss? But at the same time, um, I feel like there there is room beyond what they've got at the moment. They won't lose what they've got yeah. in bringing an extra hour, which I think is cool. Um, you know, just an hour as well. That's very smart. Very smart indeed. Um, yeah, I, I, I think it's good news. And we're going to say it's good news here on Wrestling Daily. Um, I'm getting hiccups now because I scoffed down enchiladas. Let's go. To uh, there's a couple of ultra chats before we move on to the releases in NXT today. Um, let's start off with David Evans. Hey Alex and SB3. Hey David. Uh, I won't I won't be watching live today, as instead I'll be at the Hawthorns. Uh, before I continue, Sid, do you know what the Hawthorns is? No, no, it's I do not. It's a football stadium, my friend, um, oh. of West Brom. So you wouldn't know that. No. Um, uh, attending my first live event of any sort since. Attack pro wrestling show on the 14th of March last year. Hopefully a return to attending live wrestling won't be too far away. Here's some other um, things for you, uh, SP3. Sorry to give you your shoot name. Um, do you know who founded Attack Pro Wrestling? Attack Pro Wrestling? No, I don't. Pete Dunn. It's his ah. promotion with uh, Mandrews and I want to say Chris Brooks. Yeah. Very, very talented group of people right there to start a promotion. Very good. I think they did. It's like 10 years ago now. Um, and now look how far they've all come. But I, I, I believe like, I believe Pete Dunn still owns it. I, I don't know. I think Pete Dunn founded it with somebody else who in the name escapes me. But now those three own it. Either way. Very cool. Um, yeah. Very cool that you've been to that show. I like it very much, uh, David. Thank you for your ultra chat. Uh, Mayor Painsville Dan says, hey, guys, I hope you're doing well. Uh, this is going to lead us in nicely to the releases. I am shocked, absolutely shocked on Alexander Wolf. I really hope he is well. I am sure he will thrive again in WXW as they need big stars to help build the one they currently have. We'd welcome him back as fans. Absolutely. I'm surprised because I thought he was right in the middle of this um, Killian Dane yeah. thing with Imperium. You know, the fact that Volta loses a member of Imperium is shocking to me anyway, right? So he maybe he wanted out? I, uh, I don't know. We'll have to look for the details on that one. But SB3, tell the people who have left NXT today. So this was uh, broke by, I believe, Sean Ross Sapp of FIFA, who's if you, if you don't follow him on Twitter, you are missing out on a lot of wrestling news. But yeah. today he, Today is one of those days where he's done his like he's done what he does right like he's yeah. been at the top of it he's all over it if you need to know more details beyond myself and sp3 check his twitter and um, i believe he just went live as well but don't do that stay here yeah, um <laughs> so yeah let sp3 tell you what really happened yeah so sean uh tweeted out our uh, word among talent and staff at the wwe performance center is that referee jake warts has been let go uh he's uh he also announced that uh Alexander Wolf has also been let go and referee Jake Clemens. So uh, three releases as of right now that have been confirmed from NXT. So it seems like NXT is having their own like Black Wednesday uh, to follow up with the WWE. Many, many, many version. And most of all, I mean, I, I, I try to always, you know, be sympathetic when people get released, people get fired. So, you know, I, I'm definitely sympathetic to Alexander Wolf and Jake Clemens. I hope they land back on their feet. But I'm sorry. I can't be for Drake Woods. I got to keep it real, y'all. I'm, I'm kind of happy. He he put his foot in his mouth way too many times. He was asking I, for it. He signed his own pink slip, honestly. Like, it, it was a pink slip on a pole match, and he just kept winning. He was he was feast or fired for a long time. He's been feasting. He was on, I think, NXT last night. So I'm glad that he has finally been fired because he really, like you said, he's really been accident for it for over a year now. I'm not mad at it. <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know how else to say it, right? Like, um, it was the same way when Lars Sullivan went, and I was kind of like, yes. I'm fine with it. 
um, you know, different shades here, but yeah. Drake and his um, mindset or outlook, uh, you know, oh, we're not going to get into it too much, man, but like <laughs> the whole mask stuff that he was, you know, like, well, you know, it makes it easy for child trafficking I'll, I'll, I, say I'll say what he said he said that wearing a mask that helps you you know protect yourself with the safety of COVID-19 it would help child traffickers abduct children and he cried on a podcast to 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 get his point across this man just needs to go this was a bad look for WWE and WWE has had a tendency to keep along people that give them a bad look for a while especially mm. over the past 12 months but yeah he just needed to go above all else if anyone was asking to get released it was jake wards yeah he really was um make your bed i'm afraid on that one it makes it difficult to be employed he really did Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Alexander Wolf, uh, we're hearing that it's a 30 day, not 90. 30-day non-complete, uh, non-complete, non-compete coming out of NXT. So the guy could be back up and running as of early as next month. Uh, as you say, WXW in, in Europe, uh, Germany specifically. But the point there being travel restrictions aren't as harsh now. I don't. I know the Indian variant might change things, but uh, at the moment, He's in a good position, man, to go and make a living. That's that's a good that's good news for everyone. I'm I'm kind of guided, man. I, I've seen really good stuff with him down the years, you know, from Sanity and great performance in War Games, by the way, um, yeah. back in 2017. Yeah, the first War Games, the first yeah. War Games for NXT. The years are always like, uh, is that right? Um, but I believe it was that year. I, I, you know, he killed it on that particular one. I loved him in Sanity. Loved him in Imperium. Um, loved what he was doing. This whole Andrew with Killian Dane, we spoke about this a couple of times, right? Where it's like, yeah. oh, I wonder where this is going. And like, you know, and the Tim Thatcher, um, Imperium kind of like tease. There's just a lot of good stuff going on. And I find it hard to believe that he's just been plucked out of it unless he maybe wanted out. And, you know, sometimes those discussions lead that way. I don't know. I don't know. I guess we'll, we'll learn in, in due course. Uh, I haven't interviewed him before, though. He's a really, really nice guy. Oh, nice. He's a very nice guy. I, I uh, was happy that they mentioned Sanity last night on NXT. So I thought we were going to get to Sanity 2.0 with Drake uh, Drake Maverick being Eric Young. I thought <laughs> we were on our way to that before this release. So That's I'm almost, that's I'm almost kinda, blasphemy. I'm kind of disappointed. <laughs> hey, they both come from Impact. They both come from TN, sure. TNA. They have their history. So. Sure, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I hadn't even thought of Eric Young and Drake Maverick as a kindred spirit, but there it is. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that's obviously the three people we know at, at the moment that have been let go from NXT. If there are any more that are breaking, and I'll certainly dig into it myself when I come off air, we will see. Uh, and I will obviously report back to you guys. Um, but, I mean, NXT is not a bad thing for us to talk about too sp3 um before we do that there is an aew ultra chat i'd like to get to planet dan asthma asmr okay um dan as mister i don't know 
You can tell me, Dan. Um, I do like the name, but they've missed a trick by not calling it AEW Fuse. That's actually a good shout. Um, it, it is great news for AEW. They have achieved such great success in such short time. I'd much rather watch a week of AEW than three hours of Raw. There you go. Um, it, <laughs> it, it's it's as me, Alex, the soothing thing that the mouth sounds uh, with the mouth sounds and whatever. You got me. Okay. Um, there you have it. Um, yeah. I, I don't want, you know what? Like I kind of, ASMR. Ah, oh, okay. Right. So I've been told like, as it happens, how to pronounce this thing. Um, ASMR. Um, so I, I kind of hate doing the AW versus WWE thing. Right. Like, and I do do it myself sometimes with the, you know, they did this, but it used to be like that, blah, blah, blah. Um, but in terms of like, like, unashamedly, I grew up on WWE. So I, I, I wouldn't ever try and convince anyone. Oh, yeah. And then I was in the Indies. And I'm like, you know, like, this, this is just not how it was. I was like nine years old, uh, eight, nine. Started watching WWE on TV. And that was kind of how my journey went. So that was the first promotion um, that I really stuck with and obviously have always ever since. So I always feel like there's kind of like that soft spot um but not you know i don't carry that in terms of how i evaluate does that make any sense like yeah. being objective so i don't like just crushing wwe because everyone else does sometimes i feel like come on let's try and play it straight here um you know going back to that ultra chat uh to quote him um i'd much rather watch a week of AEW than three hours of raw Okay, yeah, I mean, you got me there. But, um, you know, I mean, Raw isn't like three hours of terribleness. They're like, there are spots and good talent on there. It's just, generally speaking, they're really lazy creatively. Um, yeah. But I still think SmackDown's a great show. Not just good, I think it's a great show. Um, and NXT, at its best, is a great show. So I don't think you can um, make a sweeping statement. I know this specifically one was Raw. I'm just talking overall when people do this. Um, I don't think you can overall just say, oh, WWE's crap. And generally, from a pay-per-view perspective, if you went on the network and just watched like the last 12 months of pay-per-view, I think you'd be a pretty happy man, right? Yeah. Like you'd be like, this is good stuff. But it's just, man, the week to week, the three hours of Roy kills them, SP3. It just grinds out. It's just very monotonous. And for every RK bro, you got Alexa possessing legs. Best thing in yeah. wrestling right yeah. now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I can't deny that. I mean, I'm not, I don't think. For so podcast listeners, we're talking about Roman Reigns being the best thing, not Alexa Bliss possessing people. No, no. <laughs> um, I, I love, I love the Roman Reigns stuff on SmackDown. I'm not of the other thing thinking that SmackDown is great. I think I said this on Fightful during their SmackDown post show last week. If you take Roman off of SmackDown, it's very repetitive. It's very repetitive in the in the way stuff is structured. It, we're we're a little bit away from the Sasha Banks Bailey, which was like the one B great thing on uh, SmackDown. Yeah. Post, post SummerSlam, they were yeah. flying. They like, were flying because in a two-hour show, if you've got two super strong stories, the rest kind of comes together because you've already got exactly. the talent. Exactly. So yeah, I, I I think that they can expand the tag team division on both sides, the women and the men on that show. Um, I, I don't like stuff like Shinsuke Nakamura losing to King Corbin two weeks in a row. But you know, the, overall, I would say SmackDown is is more often than not the best show weekly. Over the last couple of weeks, I'd say that going to NXT because NXT is more focused on NXT now. And yes, you, you yes. could see that so much that it makes the show better. They have they have really delivered consistent bangers in the main event spot week after week, which we'll we'll get into. So I, I do and I and I don't I get I get that a lot myself, uh, Alex, that I bash WWE or I don't want WWE to secede. I know I've said this before and I'll say it again. WWE puts food on my table. Like my wife <laughs> works for WWE. I want WWE to be great. I just also have to be real and understand that it's not good sometimes. And although my wife is not on camera and she'll probably get upset, 
she agrees with me. It's not very <laughs> good. It's not very good. She rather watch cut something. it, cut it, cut the thing. She rather watch something from 1996 with me or 1997 sure. than the current product because it's don't, just don't you think that's part of it though, right? Because we've like you know, we're, and I know nostalgia is like a real thing, but it holds up today when I watch those old episodes. Yeah, uh, I feel like because wrestling hits such a peak, our expectations and our tastes have adjusted to that, right? So, like, when I consume my wrestling these days, I think the closest thing to, like, the Raws, like, the golden age of Raw, which I would call, you know, turn of the millennium, either side of it, right? Yeah. AEW is probably the closest thing I've seen to that. I don't think it is exactly that, but it's the closest thing in terms of, like, tempo and excitement and all of that stuff. So I, I think once you go through that or experience that, that is definitely uh, it, it changes your whole outlook of what you expect to see in a wrestling product today, and and that, that goes for anyone, right? You you like what you like, of course you do. Exactly. Um, and to me, that era is like why I fell in love with it, uh, and that you know is obviously what you kind of pine to see in SmackDown. That's the closest thing to it, and like you said, you know it all trickles down from Roman. Of course it does. You take him out, it's going to be a very different show, as we saw. Um, but I do, I love it. I just, I just think it's great. Like Roman's the common thread throughout the show. Very interested in it. There's amazing talent around there. You know, you can have Bianca Belair in there. I know Daniel Bryan's gone now, but he was there for months, obviously as well. Sammy, KO, you know, the Mysterios are now tag champs, which is cool. Like yeah. there's just a lot. Like Street Profits aren't even doing anything really at the moment. There's, there's a lot on SmackDown where if they were actually, you know, cognizant of, of like being as rotational as AEW, which they could be, um, that show would be fresh as hell. Um, I still, I, I would still call it like my favorite show. You know, great. I guess is. Don't know if you can go out and call something great, but um, I enjoy it. I enjoy it a lot. SmackDown. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't knock it at all. Yeah. Um, and in terms of like when I say that, right? So like a lot of my tastes are centered around why I fell in love with wrestling. It's curious as to what you love in wrestling, right? Like, what what did you watch growing up where you were like, yeah, like that's it for me. That was your peak or like the peak wrestling programming um, because obviously taste is subjective, but I guess there will be something that it's closest to your heart. Yeah. I mean, I think like the peak for me in wrestling was like 97 through like 2000, because this was like a time where, you know, I first, I'm like you, I first discovered WWF, but I discovered it really early. I think I was like three, four years old. I remember getting the VHS for uh, WrestleMania eight. And I just watched wow. that nonstop. Like, I love that show. Like Roddy Roddy Piper versus Brett the Hitman Hart, Brett the Hitman Hart on his rise through the mid card. Uh, you, you had Flair and Macho Man with the first evidence of a Photoshop that I ever seen in my life with, <laughs> with the Miss Elizabeth pictures. You had Hogan, you had Warrior returning and stuff. I watched what, that. What about, what about Owen Hart and Skinner, though? Yes, <laughs> Owen Hart and Skinner. Yo, Skinner scared me to death with that ooze. He, was, he originated what Alexa Bliss did at WrestleMania. It was Hello. Skinner. Not, Skinner not, was the OG. 90, 90 seconds, go home. Thank you very much. <laughs> Absolutely. So then I discovered WCW. And the first thing I remember from WCW was the Sting Vader rivalry. And that wow, like yeah. instantly got me in because I was like, Sting is so cool. He looks like a surfer. He's got the face paint. He's a lot faster than Ultimate Warrior to me. I like his ring style more than Ultimate Warrior. He's like an upgrade to the Warrior. And then Big Man Vader was like the first monster hero I discovered. Then I saw, you know, Ric Flair return to WCW, stuff like that. And then around like 96, 97, I think, no, 97, it was uh, the WWF with ECW, with the ECW appearances on Monday Night Raw. That's why I was like, hmm, what's this? What's this uh, other promotion? They all talk about ECW. And then I stayed up. I'm in New York City. I stood up to 1 a.m., turned on MSG, and there goes hardcore TV. And that completely changed my life as a wrestling fan. So watching watching Saturday night, staying up to 1 a.m. to watch RVD come out and steal the show with the TV title, Taz with those badass promos where he's calling out Austin, he's calling out Goldberg, he's calling out everybody. Like That was the peak for wrestling for me, just watching three promotions kind of at their peak with mm. great performers, legendary performers. Yeah, it was all different, and you can get something from all of them. So that's what's like my peak of professional wrestling. I saw um, Rob Van Dam's documentary. It's very yeah, good. It um, is. It's, it's wild to see 
uh, Vince talking about having to punish RVD, right? Like, uh, it's uh, it's a funny thing. Um, and it's funny you just said about Sting, man. Like, because I think there's a whole generation of fans that only know, like, face paint Sting. Well, he's always yeah. had face paint, but you know what I'm talking about. The like, Crow, yeah. The Crow Sting, right? I feel like there's a generation that really only know that. Um, the guy who came in as, like, the hottest baby face in the business in, like, the early 90s, man. Um, and I remember JR saying to me, the, like, last week, when they saw Cena, they saw a young Sting. Like when he when they, when they signed him, yeah. I can see that because they were both <laughs> jacked as hell, similar haircut. I get it, right? Like, um, yeah, wild, wild times. Um, it's worth noting, Sean Rossap has been at it again. Oh, SP3. Oh, uh, he says that uh, Kavita Devai is off. Jessamine Duke. Ooh is off and Vanessa Bourne. I'm not that surprised about Vanessa Bourne. She's been there a while. Um, Jessamine Duke though. Um, Now there's obviously a lot of ramifications in terms of Jessamine Duke leaving, right? Because the four horse women, you know, the real, the MMA, whatever you want to call them. Yeah. She was obviously a part of, and that kind of ruins a lot of dream scenarios. Doesn't it? Like here, but, um, I I just I I thought they were kind of all all aboard that. Yeah. Um, I very surprised. I thought they were using Jessamine Duke for more of like their gaming on stuff like up up yeah. down down and stuff like that, kind of just keeping her wheel spilling until Ronda's ready to come back and then you just cash in Basically. on the four women. Yeah. Uh, I mean that's the whole reason they signed them all. Let's be real, right? They were like, this is a good project here. Like you know, we could use you know whatever. It seems a bit. Uh, I don't know. I wonder what the reason is. Man, I, I just feel like or I, I know I know we've said this a lot and you've heard it on a bunch of shows, but if they would have just took the act of Shayna Baszler with Jessamine Duke and Marina Shafir in her corner, like that was peak for Shayna in NXT. If they would have brought that to the main roster, Shayna yes. Baszler would be in such more better shape than she is today. Like it, it's just sad that her first tag team title run is with Nia Jax and it still seems like this stuff is go- is still going on and it's yeah irritating um yeah puzzling to me oh, you're right that was peak Shayna Baszler by the way that was my favorite version of it. Vanessa Bourne I just looked it up was with the company for five years wow five years what did they ever really do with that like she was with Aaliyah for a little bit yeah, I, I heard she was supposed to be like called up. There was like uh talk about her being called up to the main roster and having something for her and then it getting scrapped and then pushing it back. I'm I'm hoping that this this is not like a prelude or like we don't see Mia Yim go down the same route that Ves- Vanessa Bourne and Chelsea Green, which was another one who got called up to NXT and then her call her debut just kept getting pushed back, pushed back. Then she comes back, gets injured, and then she's gone. I hope that Mia Yim doesn't fall in that because we've been hearing oh about them pushing back her debut. If they muck that up, like how you don't have Mia Yim as like a reg, you know, a great piece of your division, I I don't know. But um yeah, I, it's a strange one, like, particularly for Vanessa Bourne. I'm pretty sure she signed a new deal last year. Like, yeah. they were going to bring her up last summer. I think it was Sean Ross Sapp again who was saying about this. And um, they were just, I, I remember reading that she had signed a new deal. And then that means nothing. It means nope. nothing in wrestling, right? Like, it's not like, is it like a usual job where they, like, pay you off? I don't think they do. I think WWE just go, nope, that's the end of that. And it's like... Man, you think you were going to get paid for however long? Then it's just gone. It's wild, man. Um, I, I again, I get it. Like I, I just said it. She's been there for however long? Five years. Never really had a story. Yeah. You know how long do you persist? I guess, like especially like and the, and the conveyor belt of amazing women in WWE is so particularly NXT is outrageous, right? So like. Yeah. I get it. I feel sorry for her, but I do get it. Um, Jessamine Duke, that's another one where I'm just a, I'm just confused. Um, whether she wanted to go or they didn't think she was making the right progress kind of seems to leave the rest of them in, you know, like Marina. I mean, you could put Marina with Roddy. You could. Kinda, they kind of did kind of. Kind of did. With the, I mean, he, when he left, she yeah. was with him, right? Yeah. So I guess that could be the direction you go there. It just like, 
And I guess they could bring her back if they ever wanted to do the four horsewomen thing. Yeah. But, and, um, and I think I think it would be beneficial to Roddy to pair them up because Roddy, I, I've seen Roger Strong for now, what, 15 years from his Ring of Honor days. He's best when he's with someone else, whether it was yeah. with Generation Next or uh, Truth Martini and ROH or Undisputed Era here in NXT, or even when he got introduced to NXT, he was paired up with Austin Aries again. So like his best stuff is when he's paired up with somebody. And I feel like Marina Shafir would give it a different spin to it. So I would like that. Yeah, I would too. Um, I, I mean, I, I'm gagging to see Roddy like do some bits somewhere. Break some backs, man. Where are you? Um, exactly. You know, the guys, he's got to be pushing 40, right? Yeah, he's in, he's in his late 30s. He has to be. Uh, he's got to be I, I'm going to guess 38. I'm Googling it right now. 37. He's 38 in July, yeah. though. That's yeah. not a bad guess. Um, I want to see some more. You know, while he's got some tread on the tyres, I want to see him go. Um, yeah, man, it's, it's a shame. Uh, you know what? The more I think about it, it's, I don't know if this is controversial or not, but particularly the way that Vincent Mann, I assume, perceives Shayna. I don't know if they think the four horsewomen, four horsewomen matchup is actually that big. And no. I think the WWE horsewomen would run straight through them as well. I think, I think, yeah, the way Shayna Baszler's book and Shayna is like the second, the second biggest star in the uh, MMA four horse movement. Yeah, yeah. It, doesn't, it, it would probably be like if it's elimination, it would be Ronda versus all four of the WWE four horse women. She might get through Sasha and Bailey and then lose to Becky and Charlotte. The way mm. they it. <laughs> you know, it's funny. I know you've just said that off the top of your head. That's probably exactly what they would do. <laughs> it really is. Um, you know, uh, it's funny because Kaylee Ray said to me last week, um, I went and did some interviews last Friday. And uh, I know I was saying, like, you know, what do you want to do? Blah, blah, blah. Like, wouldn't it be great to go over to America? And she said that she wants what they call the new era, right? The new generation of champions. This is Kaylee yeah. Ray, Bianca Belair. Rhea Ripley, Raquel Gonzalez, which is a hell of a quartet, by the way. It is. They want them to face the four horsewomen, right? Now, I think in WWE's eyes, that's much more attractive. They yeah. think, and, you know, plausible, perhaps, for the new generation to actually get a, you know, I don't know if they'd win, but it's plausible. Um, but when you look at the four horsewomen, like they don't have a weak. You know, like, it's funny. They their weak link would probably be like Bailey, which is insane to say. Like, again, not my opinion. Just, just like predicting the way WWE would do it. Um, that's mad, right? That like, you know, where, how do you book that? Like, <laughs> they probably make them implode and shit. You know how they do. Yeah. They, oh, they can't coexist. I want to see one day where like the four horsewomen standing strong and they really go toe to toe with someone. I don't know who. You know, you'd have to really build that story. But man, like you, I feel like it's a bit like, and I know the click kind of manifested in various ways on WWE TV. Like, yeah, let's not talk about NWO on Raw with like Booker T and uh, <laughs> where Shawn Michaels was just super kicking people for no reason. You know, anyway, let's not talk about that. Um, well, I feel like there will be a time where fans want to be able to enjoy them as a four on screen. The issue yeah. is, right? Would you do? Do you load up one show with all four of them? have to be like some type of like survivor series or like special event maybe an evolution too like you you build it up that's that's the main event like funny enough a, a new generation story would work right like if yeah. you have any of them like kind of four women trying to say you had your time now it's ours i think that's probably the best and only way you could really do it and that's why they would come together is what i'm thinking and they match up really, really well as well because you got you got you already have the Rhea and Charlotte thing. You got the Bianca and Sasha. You got uh, Kaylee Ray and Becky, and then you got Bailey and uh, Raquel Gonzalez. Like it kind of matches up pretty well there as far as like the the singles matchups that they can get out of that as well. We haven't even talked about NXT. <laughs> 15 minutes till the end of the show and there you have it uh we've got an ultra chat here from bubba 
who says, uh, got a job interview for myself on Friday. But Zero Nerves will update you Friday evening on how it went. Good luck, Bubba. We believe in you, brother. You got this, Bubba. You got it, Bubba. I want to know what you do for a living now. Really bad. Um, <laughs> let, let's let's actually get into NXT then. Um, and, you know, if any more news breaks, of course, you know that we will uh, bring it straight to you in terms of any more releases. Um, hopefully, man, there's not many more. I'd, you know, no, it's never nice to see, is no. it? Um, so let's let's hope. Let's hope. Anyway, uh, I'm watching Tyson Fury and Andy Joshua tear each other apart on the timeline as well. Interesting stuff. Um, <laughs> that boxing world is all over the place right now. I, I uh, <laughs> the opening match last night was the renewal of the rivalry between Zoe Stark and Tony Storm. Now, a lot of people, SB3, have been like, what the hell is going on with Tony Storm? Anyone that has seen her work anywhere will tell you that, you know, she has got unbelievable star potential, right? From she could be the main player on Raw or SmackDown um, when the time comes. Because inside the ropes, the look, all of it, she's got it. I mean, mm-hmm. promos. But, you know, she in terms of her in-ring work and stuff, she'll grow. And she's only like 25, something obscene like that. So last night it was cool to see her get back in the win column. And she did it with a new finish, SB3, that I really dig. What a finish. Like, I was like, what is she doing? And then she turns it into like a, a DDT. It's like she starts off in like the rock bottom uh, position, but then she bridges them over, turns them off and then into a DDT. Uh, it's from her trainer, apparently. And her trainer did it with like a cutter variation. But he was the one that suggested her do the DDT version, which it turned out perfect. That needs to be her finisher. I was always so-so on the Storm Zero, when, at least when WWE made her change it into the Tiger Driver. I was like, uh, I don't know if that's a good finisher, but this one is definitely a great finisher. I thought it was a very solid matchup. I think that, in my opinion, it was actually better than their TakeOver Stand and Deliver uh, pre-show match. Yeah, I would agree. Um, it's great to see Tony roll out again. Man. I mean, it, it, for anyone who hasn't seen it, it starts off like a judo throw, right? Where she comes over her hip, but then she rotates and it turns it into a DDT. It's, yeah. it's, it's how smooth it is makes it look great. So, um, and there's a lot of ways I imagine you could get into that move. So, um, yeah. I like it. I dug it. It's a good way to start. Um, yeah, it's called the Ruby Cutter by her trainer. So, I guess this is the Ruby DDT. Yeah, you yes, I would imagine. Uh, prime, there was a prime target for Karrion Cross and Finn Balor. Um, now, for anyone who has never seen the prime targets, these are a Jeremy Barash creation, and he is extremely good. SB3 at all stuff like this. We also saw Candice LeRae and Indy Hartwell taking a spa day uh, to enjoy their their championship reign. Hartwell agreed with LeRae that Dexter Loomis was a freak. And he's not right for her. How dare, how dare Candice get involved like that? I mean, he is a freak because he tried to massage her when she had the cucumbers on her eyes, the creepy, creepy dude. And then he he got heartbroken. He They actually made me have sympathy for Dexter. Like, for sure. I, I'll give them that. I'll give them that. And I thought the prime target was a great piece of uh, business because they, they, they just do it so well. The production and everything is just on point. But yeah, the way the way uh, segments were a lot of fun. And then later on in the in the night, we found out that what a what an amazing thing! Candice LeRae was the one that bought the flowers for Shotzi and Ember. Who would have thunk it? Who would have saw that coming? Who could have read that? SP3. Um, I must say, with the prime target thing, the what the one thing I took out of that. I mean, the production is incredible, right? But it seems like they're going with that story again from the first match where Finn Balor tries to make him snap. Yeah, I mean, it didn't work out great the first time around. Um, but it seems like they're sticking with that narrative um that doesn't give me great hope sp3 that finn balor is going to win i i don't think finn balor should win i think that uh he had a great reign i think he definitely added to his legacy i I think finn balor had kind of like slipped down in the like the top two top three nxt champions of all time but his last run definitely has like firmed him up in that in that upper echelon with in my opinion with cole and champa and i agree with you I, i i is that is John? Is John? Uh, why sure. don't yes? Why don't they do these prime targets for the main roster feuds? I would love that, especially the Roman feuds. These would be great. 
Wow, yeah. I mean, it's, uh, Barash is obviously an NXT guy. Yeah. Um, I met Jeremy after NXT UK Cardiff, right? Like, um, we because you do the media thing by the ring. Oh, this is sounds so long to, long ago now with COVID, but you do the post uh, media scrum with Triple H by the ring. And um, the PR was like, oh, this is Jeremy Brash. And I was like, I know who the, I know who the fuck that is. Um, but <laughs> I was like, oh, hey, hey, Jeremy. Um, and I got talking to him there, man. He's a fascinating guy. Very, very, yes. uh, very smart. He really is. So um, I think it's more of a case that he's just an NXT guy. But it's worth noting that he, Jeremy and his team did help with the Boneyard match. And, yeah. and some other stuff uh, at WrestleMania that, that was obviously pre-taped. So he's very valuable to WWE. I think everyone knows. If you don't know, he used to be involved with uh, TNA. So he's like one yeah. of the centerpieces behind the Ultimate Deletion matches and stuff. So yeah. the guy's had a real palpable influence he's on like, wrestling. He's like one of the OGs from if you were like a longtime TNA Impact Wrestling uh, fan. Like he started off as a backstage commentator. Yeah. Uh, then he got to the commentary booth. He did a lot of stuff backstage, but yeah, I think his creme de la creme was his uh, success with the broken universe and those uh, final deletion, ultimate deletion matches. <laughs> That's a good shout. Hit row, baby. Um, I love them, by the way. Hit row, we'll, the best we'll thing on the show. We'll get onto that. Yeah, like you said, it's like every show is like, oh, you know, Raw got RK Bro, great little team. Hit row, they're my new thing, man. Uh, yeah. Oh, turn over this big time of coffee returns. Listen, man, I'm reliving it myself. I'm sad here. <laughs> Let me have something uptown. Um, <laughs> let's keep moving along on NXT. Uh, so Cameron Grimes and Jake Atlas. Uh, but of course, Ted DiBiase is like one of the main stories here, right? Um, Esprit, what did you make of this whole... I mean, Jake Atlas gets the win, but that's kind of like secondary. Yeah, it wasn't really a match. It was more of an angle. And Cameron Grimes is the best character, like the best act is hit row, but the best character, single character, yeah, is he's, comedy, he, yeah. he's outstanding. He just comedy personified, even even like his improvisation. Because if you notice, when he goes to the limo, the limo is not locked. So he literally puts his hand on the frame of the of the door. So it's like it's like uh, Ted DiBiase closed it from the inside, but he's really the one holding the frame of the door because he realizes it's not locked. His improvisation is just on point. His mm. his character work, his promo work is fantastic. I'm really looking forward to this million dollar face off. Like I think this is the whole culmination of this mini feud with yeah. DiBiase and Grimes, and I'm hoping that DiBiase takes Grimes under Gotta his wing. Got to be his manager. He yeah. has to be from under his wing, and we have the million dollar boy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like it. I, I mean, it has to be going that way, doesn't it? Otherwise, I'm not sure what the payoff is, but I hope so. Uh, after that, man, recently released Alexander Wolf faced Killian Dane, uh, former Sanity teammates. Before that happened, Pete Dunn did explain to Arash Makazi. Uh, by the way, that's cool, like, they keep using outside journalists uh i know you know they probably have a relationship with espn and whatnot but um i think it's cool for like realism i'd be down yeah if you're I, watching wwe that's what I, was gonna I was gonna say use alex if it's nxt uk like like <laughs> use alex here like I, I think you would do just as well I, I i like this one i i preferred this one over the Adam Cole one, I, I feel like the Adam Cole one, we didn't get any new information. I like Pete Dunn talking about his style, saying it's more akin to like Fit Finley. And I've always viewed him as like a, a kind of a UK version of Brian Danielson, not Daniel Bryan, but Brian Danielson and peak yeah. Ring of Honor. That's where I, I always saw. Yes, I always saw Pete Dunn in that way. And now you I could kind of see like he's kind of a hybrid of 2006 Brian Danielson and old school Fit Finley, like a Belfast bruiser Fit Finley. That's like Pete Dunn style. It's perfect. And his just mission statement that he's going after the title. I think that Dunn versus uh, Karrion Cross would be an interesting matchup because they have been leaning Karrion Cross more to like a tweener role so he can go out out there and verse a Pete Dunn. And then eventually I think the end game is carrying cross and Kyle O'Reilly. But I think Pete Dunn would be a perfect challenger for in your house. Man, I love Pete Dunn. 
um that's come as no surprise um uh, being you know we're, we're compatriots and whatnot but i i honestly think he's one of the best workers in the company now like of anyone top 10 I, he's in there for me yeah. i know that you know we could really sit there and make a list but uh man i think i think he is excellent and like spd just described his style like it's so perfect but kind of individual because it's a mixture of things, but I don't think there's really anyone like him. The closest thing is probably Kyle O'Reilly, actually. Um, and that's why they have such amazing chemistry. But, yeah. Uh, anyway, Killian Dane defeated Wolf here. Um... <laughs> I mean, there's not much for us to talk about anymore. Well, like, it wasn't much. You know, where is it going? Don't know. Um, you know, I guess uh, maybe we should have seen it, right? Like, they laid out Wolf with a bomb, uh, power bomb, Imperium bomb, whatever they want to say. Um, the European bomb, I think it's called. <laughs> there, there you go. Like, I just, I mean, I didn't think that was going to be the end of him full stop, but clearly that was, you know, the, the reasoning going forward is going to be that he's out of Imperium, right? Like we had to cut him loose. He lost to Killian Dane. So he's out. Uh, he's out of the company completely. Like you're, if you're not in Imperium, you're not in the company anymore, apparently. But I was really looking forward to to Sanity 2.0 with Drake Maverick playing uh, Eric Young. I, w- I was really looking forward to that, but unfortunately, I have to move on. <laughs> you're you're forced. Uh, Rachel Cornell says, "Why does Wrestle Talk only let you ask questions if you pay?" Uh, that's not always the case here. I actually do open up the show fairly regularly to Q and A's at the end if like if we have time or or whatever. Uh, I'll always open that up for like a 10, 15 minute thing. You don't have to pay, but it's just guaranteed. Whatever we do, we'll find time to make room for your question. So it's not a it's not a hard thing, as in like not a hard rule. No. We understand if you don't want to do it, there's no pressure. Just be exactly. good just be a good egg. Be Rachel, a good egg. Rachel's a good egg. She she supported our A and E biography review of uh Shawn Michaels, even though she's one of awesome. the biggest she's one of the biggest Bret Hart marks. Like she hated ah. she hated the Shawn Michaels. <laughs> <laughs> she hated it. She subjected herself to it. But that's still that is that if that's not a good egg, I don't know. Exactly. Um, yeah, let's move along with NXT. Uh, time is ticking, man. Um, Legado del Fantasma versus Champa and Thatcher. <sighs> Didn't love the outcome. Um, uh, maybe because I'm a big Champa Thatcher guy. Like yeah. I really, I really like the union, and I'd like them to you know, continue having steam. I don't know if Legado Del Fantasma needed to win SP3. I think they did because they want to get through. They want to have MSK with the title defense on NXT television. So mm-hmm. I think that's going to be the main event in uh, two weeks' time, Legado Del Fantasma versus MSK. And it gives it, and I like the fact that, like I said, they've been building up these main event matchups on NXT, and it, they had one for the North American title, one for the Cruiserweight Championship. We're going to get the NXT Championship next week. We had the NXT uh, women's, women's, uh, women's Tag Team titles a couple of weeks ago. So now now it's going to be the this title's uh turn so i'm all for it uh i i like it but the psychology in this match was way off it was like champa and thatcher took 80 percent of the matchup and legato del fantasma were the cool ones with like only 20 percent of the match and they won in the end it was kind of weird the psychology i did I think the, the match was solid, but it was kind of strange in that way. And it seems like we're leading to maybe Thatcher, uh, Thatcher and Champa versus Grizzle Young Veterans. Versus yeah, MSK. I mean, it's, it's worth noting that Grizzle Young Veterans basically set Legado Del Fantasma yeah. for the win, right? But yeah. um, it's, just, it's four strong teams. I'll give you that, right? For NXT to kind of build, you know, have their division revolve around at the moment. Do you think by the time Thatcher and Champa get to MSK, they win? Is that the thing? Keep them away for now. I think so, and I think we may even see them with a heel turn, maybe, because I feel like when when they verse MSK, they would just be a lot more effective as heels. Like, they were booked as heels pretty much in this matchup against Legato Del Fantasma, but I think it would be more effective if they booked it that way when they eventually verse uh, MSK. This might sound crazy. I don't know if MSK are long for NXT. You don't think so? You know, I I think they've given them a lot really quick, and, you know, not – not disparaging that they're very deserving talent right but typically speaking i wonder if you do that and then wwe kind of go okay now we'll have some of them on the main roster i I don't know i don't know i'm I'm just reading between the lines of all they've achieved so quick yeah 
I was thinking that with um, who was I thinking that should get called? I'm thinking Tony Storm. Like, I feel yeah. like Tony Storm. Like, we thought it would cross as well. Yeah, yeah. Like, I think like Tony Storm is on her way, on her way up. I, I would love to see it because she's so young and would be, especially on like a SmackDown against a uh, uh, Bianca Belair for the SmackDown Women's Championship. They kind of need heel challenges for her. I think that would be beneficial. But I can kind of see MSK because MSK is kind of in a, in a way they're booked like the New Day of NXT. Right. Yeah, <laughs> I like them. I like him. Yeah. I, I interviewed them. I like them very much. Brett Thomas, um, Alex, will you watch Logan Paul versus Floyd? I'm Paul's biggest fan in the UK. He yes. said a $50 bill did Jake Paul last year for my birthday. That's awesome. Um, I will watch it because I'll be getting paid to watch it. <laughs> it's part of, as part of my job, I will be covering it. Yes. Um, that's, you know, I covered Jake Paul and Askren as well. So, um, you know, if you ever doubted that the Pauls are not mainstream business in the UK, boy, are they. Um, I, I can't tell you the clicks that Jake Paul does for us. It's insane. But hey, it's, uh, you know, then again, he's a very controversial guy. Um, cool stuff. Let's try and run through the rest of the card. And of course, we've got one more ultra chat too. Sarai uh, went up against Aaliyah. Ooh, I mean, how could you ever predict what the outcome of this one would be, SV3? I, I was shocked to see Sarai get the victory here. It was like, Aaliyah, I never expect Aaliyah to win a match. Like, like <laughs> ever. And I like Aaliyah, man. Exactly. Like, I, I, like last year, I felt like she had like a couple of weeks where she showed out and everyone was like, oh, yeah, more for Aaliyah. And it just didn't happen. Nope. Um, yeah. Whenever Aaliyah's in a match, I expect her opponent to win. So this was no different. I, I'm kind of waiting for Sarai to kind of get a feud. And I, I actually suggested on Twitter, what about Sarai and Zia Lee? I would love to see that. I would love to see them mix it up and kind of progress the Zia Lee storyline. Yeah, can't argue with that at all. Anyway, if for, for the, the avoidance of doubt, um, she won. Sarai defeated Aaliyah fairly quickly. Um, Jesse Camille tried to get involved, but it didn't work out. Um, hit Row were in the house. Uh, and they went up against Tony Nice and Aya Davari. Uh, Hit Row continuing their recent run. Man, Swerve Scott looks so damn comfortable leading this group, doesn't he? Like, like talk, we were talking about earlier about finding a groove. Like, Hit Row look like early doors they've hit a groove. Oh, yeah. I, I, I absolutely think this group just oozes charisma. They need to elevate them. They, I can totally see this whole group being draped in gold, being the new undisputed era with with wow. BFAB being being the women's champion, uh Shante Diadonis and Top Dollar being tag team champions, and maybe not swerve as NXT champion, but definitely North American champion sure. for sure. Yeah. I think that they they have so much charisma. They play off each other so well. Like their promos is just so different from everything on WWE. Like the, it's it's like a, a freestyle battle mixed with like a whole gr like a group style thing. Like in Top Dollar, I feel like it's going to be an absolute star because he's a big guy. He's got versatile strength and he has different moves that really display everything and just that that whole. Uh, Wasteland mixed with the world's strongest slam was a great move on yeah. uh, Nisa and Davari. That was like the highlight of that match for me, outside of Ashanti Diadonis's drop kick, which I didn't know Ashanti Diadonis was actually good. I didn't mm. know that. <laughs> uh, I had seen him. So, yeah. Um, if you didn't know, now you know. Uh, Hit Row are doing bits, and that leads us to the main event, which we really should give more time to, but we can't. Um, Johnny Gargano versus Bronson. Reed, we've got a new North American champion, SP3. Man, it was, you know, Gargano in these situations always delivers, and they did it again. Yeah, um, he made Bronson Reed look like an absolute star in every single way. I just came out of it just really impressed with Johnny Gargano because I've kind of been so-so with uh, Johnny Gargano as North American champion, but um, I think that if you, if you end a reign and you're able to put over the next champion as like the next big thing, then your reign is successful. So I have to say his reign has been successful. He had a good match with Bronson Reed at uh, TakeOver Stand and Deliver. Great yeah. match with Kushida at Vengeance Day. And then this match was a great way to end the show. And Bronson Reed taking out Austin Theory, then the two tsunamis on uh, Johnny Gargano. I was, I was a little bit disappointed that we didn't get the tsunami off the steel 
cage. But then yeah. again, I don't know if the cage can support the weight of Bronson Reed. So yeah. I'm thankful that we just got to the finish and Bronson looked great. And it was a great emotional moment with him winning the title. And I love his promo early in the night talking about May 18th. My birthday was when he debuted on 2007 and May 18th, 2021. My birthday this year, he wins the championship. So great things for Bronson. I'm very happy for him. Yeah, and Bronson's one of them people, like, when you hear Triple H on calls talking about, like, talent coming up or whatever, like, he's always saying Bronson Reed. So yeah. you know that he's thought, he's highly thought of. And it felt like, you know, the best thing about championship wins is a bit like Big E's Intercontinental win on, uh, on Christmas, right? Like, it's a crowning moment. It's not just they've won the title. It feels like a big deal and it's presented as such. And that's how Bronson Reed's win felt to me. Johnny Gargano, like the worker, I mean, Jesus, you don't need me to sit here and tell you. He's a tremendous worker. Um, I thought he was going to lose a belt to Kushida when they were feuding. Yeah. Um, so to see it come here to, to Bronson Reed, I, I don't feel shortchanged. I think it's been very well done. Um, another good episode of NXT. It really was. Um, very good. I don't think it was as, maybe as good as like a week or two ago, but like it's still like they're keeping this strong run going. Um, it's going to be good. In your house, it's going to be good. Matty has uh, given us a ultra chat to close on. Hey, Alex and Sid. Alex, how was soft play? Yes, it was good. Um, man, they've got energy for days. Uh, happy birthday, Sid, for yesterday. Did you have a good day? Oh, it was a great day. It was a great day with the family. I felt very loved by everybody on Twitter. I want to thank everybody that wished me a happy birthday on Twitter, on Facebook, on YouTube, on Twitch during the Fightful, uh, Fightful gaming stream where I was talking about Mighty Ducks Game Changers and uh, talking about the NBA playoffs. I have anxiety going into ten- tonight with the oh, showdown in Staples. So good. I, I felt good yesterday. I'm, I'm a little nervous right now because we're a few hours away from this showdown, but I think we're going to pull it out. So I'm, it's been a very good last two days since turning SP33. <laughs> Brett Thomas says, I lost two close family members in three days, unexpectedly, uh, and wrestling shows like this help have been my escape. Thank you. Peace to everyone. Thank you, Brett, man. All the love to you and your family. Yes. Hope you're doing well at this time, my friend. You're welcome here with us anytime, my man. Anytime. Absolutely. Um, Matty also finishes on, I'm currently out with Scooby just now. AW moving to TBS is smart, I think, and the extra show will be good. We concur those thoughts, Matthew. And if anybody wants to hear them, you can scroll on back to the beginning of the show. We opened with, of course, to close here, there have been some releases in NXT today. We have uh, seen that the cull has not been quite as big as Black Wednesday in um, WWE terms, but uh, Kavita Divide, Jessamine Duke, Vanessa Bourne, Drake Burtz, and Alexander Wolf have all departed the yellow brand. Uh, thank you for tuning in. Hit that subscribe button, the likes, the thumbs up, all of that good stuff. We love you very much here at Wrestling Daily. I will see you tomorrow with Steph Chase, and I'll be back here on Friday as well. Until then, thank you so much for your time. SB3, you are my brother from another mother. The Daily Boys are in the house. Thank you so much, guys. We will see you later. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.